Hey, Ruben Report podcast listeners, just a quick reminder that my first book, Don't Burn This Book, Free Thinking in an Age of Unreason, is now available for pre-order. In it, I show you guys how to navigate a world of outrage mobs, political polarization, and online censorship without totally losing your mind. Pre-order your copy now on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or go to don'tburnthisbook.com and order yours today. All right, good people of the internet, I'm live. It's 8.45 a.m. Pacific, 11.45 a.m. Eastern, and uh, we're doing our weekly direct messages, which I'm now doing every Monday and Wednesday, just kind of getting you guys caught up on things, sharing a little information, and just trying to make a little sense of the madness, which uh, the madness does continue. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, Not that weeks end anymore. It's sort of a weekday blah, into the weekend and everything's sort of the same. I know it's getting harder for everybody to shut down and disconnect and all of those things. And, you know, I try to take these weekends off, at least off the grid or off social media, not off, you know, television or whatever. Um, Television. Does anyone watch television anymore? I actually flipped the channels yesterday and I was like, man, this feels so old to me right now. Um, But it is getting harder to tell between the Monday, Friday thing and then the weekend thing. It's all sort of blurring together. Um, And I just think everyone's sort of a a little nutty right now. I'm sensing that we've gone from like five weeks where like we were sort of seeing better angels and now people are starting to get frustrated. And I understand the frustration. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of crazy nonsense from our uh, elected officials that would warrant uh, people not being that happy. The governor of Michigan, you guys probably saw this, uh, She, there is a video of her, I, I shared it on Twitter, that's going viral, it has millions of views, where she's talking about how people should not be allowed to landscape or plant seeds right now. Um, what right does the governor have to tell you if you can plant seeds or landscape on your own property? Now, she said, well, it's, it's snowing out anyway, and it's cold, so you wouldn't be planting, but that's a moot point. Also, uh, I'm a very novice uh, gardener, but I do know that you start seeds indoors usually. We're, we're starting seeds indoors here right now, and it's a lot warmer here in California. So there's that kind of nonsense. And then you guys may have seen the viral video of the uh, the Venice Skate Park, which they took a bulldozer and they just pushed sand into instead of just maybe taking a piece of yellow tape and just putting it around the thing or stationing one police officer there or something like that. They've decided to decided to destroy the Venice skate park, which is completely uh, an iconic thing for mostly for young people all over the world. Um, It's really just like we're watching this authoritarian creep. And then de Blasio, did you see that video of de Blasio? Get your camera, start snapping pictures of people and we'll send law enforcement. And then here in Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, you know, if you see someone doing something, you better report on them. We've just got like a lot of weird forces at work right now. And I don't think, you know, this is an interesting thing. When you when you talk about all of these things at once, it sort of sounds like it's a conspiracy, like these people have gotten together to take all our rights and all that thing. I don't think that's exactly true. Like, I don't think whoever ordered the bulldozer at the Venice thing was connected to de Blasio directly or connected to Eric Garcetti or the governor of Michigan. But what we're seeing is in, in times of crisis, you see people that love power start exercising power. And what I'm really worried about is the more that we stay at home, uh, the more that we just sort of forget, oh, did we used to go to skate parks? Did, did we used to go visit grandma? 
uh, because over time, the new normal just becomes the new normal, and then and then that's it. So, uh, you know, so in the last couple of weeks, what we've started to see in the last week, really, is that there are protests throughout the country, and people are out there saying we want to get back to work, and you know what what works or doesn't work in New York City is very different than what might work or not work in Montana, and people are expressing their rights, and of course. Uh, most of mainstream media and the blue check Twitterati and the celebrities and comedians of Twitter are just mocking these people as backwards Tea Party buffoons and all of that. These are people who I think, whether whether they know everything about the science or not, and we can again debate all of the stuff about quashing the you know <laughs> flattening the curve and all of those things. And by the way, I have been practicing social distancing and the six foot thing, and I've only been out of the house maybe twice in the last three four weeks, something like that. Um, but it is good when we have a little pushback on encroaching authoritarianism. So I want to I want to tell you a couple of the things that are going on right now uh, that are interesting because um, it's happening worldwide. In Brazil, thousands have hit the streets in uh, Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo uh, to protest. In Germany, there's been hundreds of people gathered in parks, Huntington Beach. Uh, there's an event called March for Freedom, uh, which took place with more than 200 protesters in Nevada. There were residents gathering at the state capitol. Uh, San Diego had over 100 protesters gathered downtown, and Michigan had thousands of protesters in cars uh, and on foot to demand that the state reopen. Look, none of these things are inherently uh, bad. I just want you to understand that. These people are trying to figure out what to do, trying to get their lives going. You know, And there is some point where no matter what the numbers say, we do have to have an honest conversation about public health versus eventually just keeping us all in this economic crushing and more than economic crushing, this like life crushing situation that we're in. We may have to reopen and risk some uh, sickness and some death. That's just a sad fact. And the people that say, no, we just have to stay in forever until it's completely gone, until everyone has antibodies, until there's a cure and all this stuff, it's it's a lie and it's nonsense. And And more than that, it's really just them expressing, oh, just behave the way we want you to. And by the way, it's, it's always coming from, you know, there's a high correlation right now between the people that keep getting everything wrong about Ukraine and Russia and uh, net neutrality and all of these things that the world is going to end, right? We hear all these stories. The world's going to end. We kill Soleimani. World War III is going to begin. All these things about the people that ramp everything up all the time. They're the ones also that are trying to keep everybody absolutely at home right now. We have to figure this out. And it has to be done, by the way, with a blend. The way, the, the way it was supposed to work with that Constitution thing, with a blend between the states and the federal government. And I think we're seeing some version from that, version of that. Uh, you guys may have seen uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, from San Francisco. Boy, that lady with her, I think she's worth like 20 million bucks. Um, she did James Corden's show, not that anyone's watching that. And uh, she stood there in front of her two freezers, uh, refrigerator, giant stainless steel free freezer refrigerators. Uh, they're about 25 grand each. I'm sure that those are not the only ones in her house. And she opens up the, the bottom drawer, her freezer drawer. And uh, what do you see? It's stacked with ice cream. Now, and it's extremely expensive ice cream and all that. Now we do have ice cream cookies, cookie sandwiches here. Uh, we do, uh, I got, I think it's six of them for like, 350 or something. Um, so I don't want to say that I'm above her in the in the world of ice cream. I do love ice cream. I miss ice cream. But you know, when this whole thing happened, uh, when we started stocking our fridge and we got a we got a separate little fridge, everything that we have in this house is to survive. We have a ton of meat, we have a ton of chicken, uh, we have a ton of rice, ton of pasta, all the basic stuff. 
I remember the first, when we first went out, I wanted to get more ice cream. David's like, you can't waste space in the freezer for ice cream. So watching these out of touch politicians do this kind of thing, it's just awful. She had a large stockpile. Yeah, her fridges are $24,000 each. Her house is $7.5 million. Again, I, I don't begrudge her that. Well, I sort of begrudge her that because she's used her political power to make money. Um, but I, but, and her ice cream is $13 a pint, $13 a pint. Really think about that. Uh, 22 million Americans are filing for unemployment right now. So, uh, how you doing, Nancy? Um, okay. I wanted to also touch on one other thing because remember that, that paper, the gray lady, it, it, it's the paper formerly known as the New York times, which as most of you are seeing has been just completely exposed as an absolute lying sack of shit propaganda operation. It really has just absolutely, if you've watched it over the last couple of years, hit pieces on many of the people I know, hit pieces on me, just dishonest drivel uh, from what's supposed to be the paper of record, right? Uh, they had a really fascinating piece uh, that blamed Fox News for a guy's death who got coronavirus and went on a cruise, right? And I want to read this to you. This is, this is just incredible. Um, this is actually from the Times piece, okay? On March 1st, Joe Joyce and his wife, Jan, Jane, set sail for Spain on a cruise, first flying to Florida. His adult children, Kevin, Eddie, and Kristen Miter, suggested that, that the impending doom of the coronavirus made this a bad idea. Joe Joyce was 74, a non-smoker, healthy. Four years after he opened his bar, he stopped drinking completely. He didn't see the problem. He watched, he watched Fox and believed it was under control, Kristen told me. Early in March, Sean Hannity went on air proclaiming that he didn't like the way the American people were getting scared unnecessarily. He saw it all and and said, or he saw it all, he said, as like, let's bludgeon Trump with this new hoax. Now, do you see what they did there? On March 1st, on March 1st, they set sail, they took the cruise. And then what do they sort of bury beneath that? Early in March, Sean Hannity went on air. Okay, so you see what they're doing? They're writing a story to fit this idea that on March 1st, this guy went on the cruise because of what Sean Hannity said on Fox News, but that didn't happen till after. And of course they put this up. There'll be no retraction. Nobody will get fired. I mean, this is what they do over and over. The best part of this, on February 27th, just three days before the piece was written, the author of the piece, uh, Gina Belafonte, wrote, tweeted, she tweeted out, I fundamentally don't understand this panic Incidence of the disease is declining in China. Virus is not deadly in vast majority of cases. Production and so on will slow down and will obviously rebound. So the author of the piece was downplaying this on February 27th. The guy takes a cruise on the 1st. Hannity says something after he's on the cruise and then they blame Hannity and Fox News for the guy's death. This is the type of propaganda that we must all be fighting. And by the way, one of the things that I'm... Um, probably more concerned, I actually am more concerned about this than, than the virus itself, is that we had a big problem with big tech. I think you all know that problem, right? Uh, whether you get YouTube videos in your feed that you're subscribed to, or whether, whether you see people's tweets that you follow, all of this stuff, right? That we know that they're manipulating us, and they've been doing it. And then there was this debate for like a year, should the government get involved, yes or no? It's clearly too late for that. Uh, but just today, I saw that Facebook is banning groups that are trying to arrange protests. So the so Facebook is now acting as a government agency. And we have no doubt that this is happening on, on YouTube and Twitter and everywhere else. So this is this is deeply 
deeply dangerous, especially because as I keep telling you guys, I don't know if you know this, but there's an election coming up and they might start quashing some voices that they don't want before then. You clear out the brush, you keep doing it as it gets closer and closer to the election. So there's just like some weird stuff happening right now. Um, I am still hopeful though, because I do think that the American spirit basically uh, is what can break us through this thing. I think that people actually are starting to understand things that maybe we weren't thinking about. Like I talk about this all the time, but the average mainstream person has not thought about states' rights in a long time, right? Why states should have different decision-making capabilities over their citizens, or their citizens should actually have it over their government. Um, people are actually talking about that now. So that's actually very cool. By the way, that's something that I write about quite extensively in Don't Burn This Book, which finally comes out uh, next week, one week from tomorrow. You can get your copy. You can pre-order it at don'tburnthisbook.com or you can go to Amazon or barnesandnoble.com, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, everyone that pre-orders the book tomorrow, we are releasing, we flipped the script this weekend. We flipped the script and my husband, David, interviewed me. Uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff that we haven't talked about publicly before. It was complete flip and fun and pleasant and interesting and different. And if you pre-order the book, uh, tomorrow we're going to post a link where you just put in your order confirmation number and you will get that video. So you can go to don'tburnthisbook.com to, to pre-order that. And I want to jump to a couple questions. Um, Chris, uh, so we only take questions, by the way, on the Ruben Report community, which you can sign up, get all our videos early and ad free at rubenreport.com. Uh, Chris asks, did you watch the new MJ, Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance? Either way, LeBron or Jordan. So I didn't see it last night. I'm sure I will see it. I saw a gajillion people talking about it. Um, those were my prime like love of basketball years. Actually, even now when I do cardio, I watch old 80s, 90s basketball games. Um, so I loved, loved, loved those years. Jordan is by far the best player to ever pick up a basketball. I don't even think it's comparable to LeBron. And you can look at the numbers and you can look at the scoring, blah, blah, blah. But what I would say is this, that Jordan systematically took out everybody, right? Uh, 1990, he takes out, uh, well, 90, he, the Pistons beat him, but the next year he takes out Isaiah. The next year he takes out Magic. The next year he takes out Drexler. The next year he takes out Barkley. The next year he takes out Kemp and Peyton. The next two years he takes out Malone and Stockton. It's like he just assassinated all of the guys in front of him. That is what a true winner is. He was in the final six times. He won six championships. So LeBron is something like, what, four for 10 or, or something crazy like that? Um, anyway, that's just a little something there. Um, oh, my doc, this is extremely weird. My document has suddenly shifted to like a matrix like font. I don't know if you guys can see this right there, but it looks like I'm in the matrix right now. So I don't know what these questions are saying. Uh, David, you can text me some of the questions, but in the meantime, or Michael, you can text me some of the questions in the meantime, I'll just keep rolling here. Um, let's see. Yeah, I can't see anything. Look at that. That is very weird. Is Hey, you know, you talk about big tech, next thing you know, your Google Doc turns into matrix font. I don't know what that's about. Lordy, lordy. Um, let, me, uh, let me have a little sip of coffee here. So I think related to the, to the protests, I think this is the situation that we're in. Okay, my guys are texting me some questions. Um, I think this is really the situation we're in. We have to figure out how to do this, right? Like, how much longer can we do this? So here in Los Angeles, for example, we've got a May 15th. They're telling us to stay home till May 15th. Now that's still, that's still over two weeks away. It's like two and a half, three weeks away right now. Now, 
it's not as if the day May 15th rolls around that suddenly we reopen everything. And that's, and even if we did, let's, let's even pretend we magically did. Like it's, we know it's not going to be that way, but May 15th runs around. Now, now everything's open. And again, we know it won't be, it's going to be some tiered version of it. Restaurants will have a certain amount of seats that won't be in there anymore. People will also be nervous to go out. You don't just get it all going at once. We're going to phase this thing in. And what that means is that when we say May 15th, we really do. We really mean June 15th, like what happens by the summer, et cetera, et cetera. So we really have to figure this out and figure out how to help local businesses. I mean, it's been actually kind of nice that we haven't gone to restaurants in a while because uh, we're cooking the hell out of this. And, and David's a great chef and I've gotten pretty good on the barbecue. But like there are restaurants that will need us. There are small stores that will need us. Like think of, think of in your town, what your mom and pop operations, or just think of your local strip mall, right? Your little local, I'm not even talking about the big malls, although even think about that. I was thinking about it this weekend. Like the idea of, of after this going to a giant mall where there's just tons of people and stores and da 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 da, da that feels kind of weird. But even think about your local strip mall. Like we've got a little strip mall in walking distance from my house, a couple like kind of downtrodden stores, actually. I keep praying that a Starbucks will open there because when a Starbucks comes to a strip mall, everything kind of wakes up. Um, but I'm pretty sure they've all been closed in these la in the last month, and I'm pretty sure none of them are reopening. So that means about two blocks from my house, we're just going to have this empty strip mall. So we've really got to figure out, like, this is going to change real estate. This is going to change patterns of where people live. Um, I think a ton of people are going to realize that they actually really do like working from home. Um, and maybe you're going to have to change their lives accordingly because we all can't work out of our kitchens. Um, so there's, there's just so much that's, uh, that's flipping. Okay. Let's see here. I got, they sent me the questions. Let me see what's going on here. Uh, any at home exercise tips for those of us with no gym access and no equipment? Uh, and he's going to sneak another one in here. What's your favorite kind of coffee? So coffee wise. Um, so I always tell you guys, I do the French press. I get the whole beans. I grind them. I do it every morning. First thing I do after a glass of water and taking Clyde out to pee. Clyde, how you doing? Um, what am I drinking right now? This morning I opened up a uh, Pete's Coffee Major Dickinson blend, which I like. I usually like darker, sort of bigger, bolder flavors, sort of how I like red wine too. I usually like cabs. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. I was doing some Bulletproof Coffee a couple of weeks ago. I try to mix it up actually. Usually when I go to the coffee, or when I go to the supermarket, I'm just looking at all the coffees. I try to just like, pick some different ones so that I'm always kind of testing and, and seeing what I like. Sometimes I mix, mix a couple together. Uh, and the, the other question was about um, working out. So we do have an elliptical machine here. So I did do the elliptical yesterday while watching the Golden Girls, which is on uh, every Sunday on TV land from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. So I did about an hour cardio while doing that. I mean, I think, I know this sounds simple, but like take walks. Like one of the things that's actually been nice is seeing the amount of people in the streets that are just getting outside. Like humans have like a desire to actually sit outside, be outside, talk and, and see each other and all those things. So I think one little thing is if you don't have anything in your house, well, first off, you can do push-ups, right? Like I try to do a decent amount of, amount of push-ups. So you can do push-ups. You can figure out some like simple resistance things, you know, like using your bed or like the, you know, like the edge of you the, uh, your bed, whatever that is, um, you can find, you know, figure out some things to do. Um, but also, I mean, just go on Amazon and you can probably, I'm guessing for 20 bucks, you can get like a couple like simple dumbbells and just like, I mean, jump on YouTube. Have you been on that thing? There's a lot of videos on there and just find some simple things that you can do. But I would say walking, if you got nothing, if nothing else, just walk. 
And just basically, you know, one of the things I'm interested in, when we see this at the end, when we see all the postmortems of how everyone survived or didn't survive Corona, I think it's going to be interesting to see all the articles on, oh, Americans got 3.4% fatter or, you know, or Americans got 4.6% slimmer or some something. And I think for people with their heads on straight, which is why when I've been doing these videos, I so consistently, I talk about Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Um, and I'm just interested in people that are sort of setting their world in order right now. Like we've had an opportunity over these last five, six weeks to eat right, to eat more at home, to not eat as much fast food. Um, to A lot of people are drinking more. I mean, every sign points to drinking more. And we've been having probably a glass or maybe two glasses of wine a night, something like that. I haven't been, I don't know that I've been drunk really. Well, we did have one night, we did have uh, margaritas and I think I was actually drunk. But like, I haven't been drunk really, really been trying to eat right and exercise right. I also knew that, you know, I've got the book coming out next week and I wanted to sort of be in, be in good physical shape. So I'm pretty much in the, in the lowest weight I've been in in, uh, in a long time. Uh, I really wanted a haircut before the, the book tour. Um, but now I'm doing the entire book tour from here, uh, which still, I'd still like to, if this area was a little more, I just think the sides like a little tighter, you know what I mean? But we're all dealing with what we got to deal with. So there you go. Um, anyway, we are doing these every Monday and Wednesday, so don't forget. Join us at RubenReport.com, where you get early access to our videos and ad-free video. We put up our interview with Marco Rubio this morning, which was actually super interesting. And one of the things he talks about, it's a kind of short interview, actually, because he was doing a million things. He is a senator, and we're in the midst of a crisis. Uh, but one of the things that's most interesting that he talks about is he actually does care about states' rights and the blend between what his state, Florida, can do versus what the federal government can do. And he talks about what it's been like to fight to get more bi small business uh, loans and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and actually, literally, as I was interviewing him about a half hour before that, we got e emailed, or was it an email? We got a call, actually, from my business manager that uh, we, were, uh, we were okayed for one of the business loans, which is great because we hired somebody new, Michael, in our in the midst of this whole thing, and we're trying to expand. And we gave our guys a little bonus this weekend too because everybody's busting their butts. So I think there are some good things happening. Uh, as always, uh, RubenReport.com for that ad-free video and early video. And uh, don't burn this book, ladles and jelly spoons. It comes out a week from tomorrow, finally. And I think what I'm most proud of, really, truly, is that the ideas that I presented in this book, which I finished writing last summer, I mean, publishing just takes a really, really, really long time. I finished writing it last summer, we edited it in the fall, and now we're finally in the spring of 2020. But the ideas that I present in this book are more relevant right this second because of Corona, even though I had no idea that coronavirus was happening, nor did anyone else, right? Um, and I love that, I love that, because I was trying to write something timeless, and I think what you'll see that I present in this book about states' rights, about, about guns, about democracy, about the West, about time-tested uh, ideals that have been churned over generations to, to make America the freest place on earth. I think it has more value now than ever because we're finding that suddenly we can't go to skate parks and we have governors that don't want us to plant seeds. So we've got some of the answers, don'tburnthisbook.com. All right, guys, it's Monday. Have a great week, everybody. And uh, I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Ta-ta. Hey guys, just a quick reminder that the Rubin Report community is officially here. This is the first project of my new tech company, Locals.com. 
and you can get ad-free video, ad-free audio podcast. You can communicate with me. You can communicate with other fans. We've got a news feed that has no algorithmic manipulation. There's no shadow banning or de-boosting or the rest of it. We're going to be building out these communities for all sorts of creators over the next coming months. But right now, you can sign up at RubenReport.com, or you can download the Ruben Report app in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. Mm-hmm.